Welcome to the Fast Host Proactive Podcast, Spill the IT. Each episode, we'll sit down with some of the amazing proactive team and chat through their experiences of the ups and downs of IT infrastructure management in small businesses. There's always plenty to chat about. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, my name is Graham, and I am your host for today for what is unbelievably our 10th podcast here at Fast House Proactive. I, I can't believe we're already into episode 10. Um, we're really privileged today uh, to be joined by Simon, Simon Yeoman, who is the CEO of Fast House and Fast House Proactive. Simon, good morning. Good morning. And really thank, pleased to be here. Yeah, and thanks for joining us. It's good to have you here too. So uh, you're going to do a far better job of actually telling everybody a little bit about yourself and your background and what you do here at Fast Host and Fast Host Proactive. So I'll let you share. Take it away. So uh, I'm the CEO of um, Fast Host and uh, Fast Host Proactive, and, and uh, Fast Host Proactive is the, the sort of brainchild of me and the, the, the rest of the senior team and I think it's a really important and exciting development for, for us and we're really um, pleased to be moving the business in that direction. I've been with Fast House for um, longer than I sort of probably would care to admit but I think it's almost 15 years now mm-hmm. and done various guises in, in that time mm-hmm. uh, and had a, a variety of roles and more recently I've been CEO since 2018 I think. So um, and steered through various sort of challenges and, and opportunities. And like I said, Fastos Proactive is a, is a very sort of exciting uh, development for us. Yeah, fantastic. And we'll weave that in. We'll talk about that a little bit as we go through today. Um, but today's podcast is entitled The Truth Behind Better Environmental and Sustainable Practices with Cloud Services. Um, and Simon, I know this is something that you're really passionate about, and that's why we've got you on today to do this one-to-one. Uh, one one. Um, so how has your role here at Proactive, um, how, has, how have you seen that landscape change in relation since you started and where it is currently today and possibly where is it going in the future? Okay. So I think um, as a society, we've, we've changed, even in the short, well, longer space of time that I've been with, with Fastos, like I said, it's 15 years, there's been quite a lot of sort of societal change in that period. And I think, uh, I, you know, I'm very privileged to be, to be um, sort of running a, a business at, at this time. Um, I think as a society, we're a lot more community, but also uh, focused on, on wider society. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, you know, running a business isn't so much around, okay, what's, what's the bottom line, Simon? You know, what, what, what your results in the last quarter or, or, or the, the last annual results? And we are very conscious about other topics and they might be sort of community-based topics where you know what's our our role in the local community and we're, we're sort of continue to be very committed to the to the Gloucester community and see a sort of longer term future but for you know for this particular subject we're also very conscious of the the wider impact that we have not on just our society but our, our environment in particular and I think it's something that all businesses should be a lot more conscious of and and uh, I'd like to think we're probably ahead of this game, but I do see in sort of years to come that there'll be more regulation in this area and, and, and we will all be asked to report on these types of topics. Uh, uh, but I think for you to have a meaningful impact in, in today's society, you need to be conscious of these types of topics. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I see it, you see it, business in general, they're paying so much more 
attention to how businesses are conducting themselves with that. Um, we talk about greenwashing where people are just talking about it for talking about its sake, but actually demonstrating. And also as well, when you're, when you're pitching for business, you know, how much weighting is in that score do customers put on that, how you conduct yourselves as a business? Simon, why don't you tell, just tell us a little bit about the culture here at Fast Hosts. How's that, how's that weaving into the culture of, uh, of the business in general and all the great people you have working here? So, like I said, um, it's a, a, an IT-based business, and uh, we are sort of very conscious of our impact. You know, we, we, we need to be conscious of our impact. We run a data center, and I'm sure we'll, we'll come on to the impact that data center has. But, yeah. but that, you know, that heightens your consciousness around yeah. the impact that you have and on, on the environment in particular. And for a long time now, we've been very sort of, uh, these topics have been very important to us. We, we use the right tools to help collaboration over sort of various distances and that that enables us to to sort of cut down on, on things like like commuting and, and things like that i think we're also very conscious you know e- even in our offices that we we want to provide the right facilities and we provide the right services to our employees such as cycle to work and whether that yeah. be sort of traditional cycles or e-cycles and mm-hmm. and things like that and I think you know we've recently launched a, an EV scheme for our staff as well to to give access mm. to um, uh, benefits that have a, a sort of they're beneficial to the employee, but they're also a wider sort of environmental and society benefit. And we're very keen that that's the right thing to do for the environment. We also think our employees think it's the right thing to do for the environment, and therefore it makes us. Uh, become a better employer of choice as a result of that yeah interesting on we've done a we've done a podcast about uh, obviously the issues around resources and the lack of resources in the marketplace and people that are obviously keeping everything on prem um, and they're finding it really difficult to employ people how how important do you believe that when people are coming here to consider work and, and making applications do they make that as a big part of what they ask you or the people in general here about what your sustainability or your, what your approaches is to the to the, to the environment I, I think when i work with our sort of talent management you know that they're increasingly it's a question that gets asked more and more yeah. and and if you if you know if you take me out of the equation i'm a sort of uh, uh, i wouldn't like to admit whether i'm gen z or gen, gen y <laughs> but increasingly uh, as uh, you know the workforce of today it, it, it's they get to choose who they work for mm. more often than mm. not and there's less gift in the employer and it's really important that we are sort of providing the environment and creating the, the type of employer that, that people want to work for and with. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, where pay probably used to be and, and benefits used to be the primary consideration now. You're probably finding people have a wider perspective yeah. of what they're considering, yeah? So I think um, you know, paying benefits will always be a very important hygiene factor, um, but, but it, 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 at the moment, particularly with the way that our employment market is, the, 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 there's employees are able to choose their 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 employer mm. and and we need to make sure that we're attractive to them um, and that's why we're, we're sort of conscious of these topics but there is a sort of wider long-term future that we all need to look after our environment and that, that might be the very local environment it could be the, the sort of wider global environment and we've all got sort of 
to look after that. It's a very precious thing. Yeah, you know, I, I've got children. My mm. children are likely, probably some point, maybe not yet, to, to have children <laughs> at some gonna point. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and we have a responsibility. We're, we're, sort of, yeah. we're, we're only sort of temporary custodians of, of what we're looking after. Of course we are. Of course we are. Um, well, you know, our friends at Greenpeace, when they talk about it, so they've estimated, and they estimated this back in 2020, that by 2025, the Technology Centre could consume 20% of the world's total electricity. And that's an increase that was, at the time, 7%. And obviously, that's, they, they attribute that to the expansion of the cloud and cloud computing. And obviously, with the further development now of AI, which is absolutely massive. Um, what's your view on that? And how should uh, IT infrastructures be looking to minimize this impact? Because it's going to become a very much of a hot topic. Yep. And there's various um, different aspects to this. You know, we we have a run a big data center environment, and that you know that's our, our sort of that has been our primary focus. That that's that's where we have the, the the biggest impact. For a long time now, we've made sure that all of our energy that we consume is 100% renewable, mm. and that's um, since I, before I've been in this role, the the decisions that we've made. You know, there were times ten years ago when we had a selection of two. <laughs> to choose from of 100% yeah. renewable providers and, and we made the conscious decision yeah. and it, we weren't as worried about the cost of our energy we were more worried about the, the right type of energy mm. and so it's something that we've always been conscious about and increasingly so we, we've invested heavily uh, Fastos and the, and the wider group in, in, in a data centre and we are very conscious about that. That, that, that sort of from from every you know, the fabric of the building, we've tried to make sure the fabric of the building is made out of sustainable based materials. We are very conscious that that has to be a very energy efficient data center. We've we've put a sort of so, uh, solar panel farm on, on, on the roof, and that that can generate almost sort of forty percent of the power. I think it's five hundred and twenty five kilowatts of power can be generated wow. in that area. And we fought about every aspect of that build to the point where even the sort of backup uh, generators, they use biofuel, so we've sort of resisted any type of, of, of diesel. And, mm-hmm. and as a result of that, the way that we're generating power and the, the way that our backup systems, we're probably more at... We've managed to reduce our emissions by by over ninety percent as a wow. result of those decisions. That's a big statistic. Yeah, it is, and that, that and that's that's our key and our primary contribution. There's more to do, mm. uh, and it, you know, in I've talked about the past and future. I'd love to develop a way that all that heat that we generate, <laughs> we've got somebody on you know local to us that that can repurpose that heat and use it in 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 a factory nearby, mm-hmm. or it can go and heat homes in in the West Midlands where our data center is, and, and we we are very keen to look at those types of opportunities. So we, we've dealt with the, the the immediate issue right in front of us. Yeah. We've really cut down on our emissions, but there's other stuff that we can do more proactively to yeah. choose the the, yeah. the, 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 the pun of fast those proactive where we. We can we can sort of not only just reduce what we're doing and reduce our impact, but also have a more positive impact and use the heat that we generate in our data center to power other people around us. Yeah, really interesting. I would imagine the technical specification, the architectural specification, took quite some time to get that right. Was that did it take longer, or did you have the perfect partner to work no, with? No, it, it took longer, that? and obviously, you know, it's uh, we, we used a, a certain amount of third party expertise, but mm. also. Within our group, we've got a lot of 
a lot of history and a lot of experience in this area. And, and one of the uniqueness uh, about our data center build is we've managed to get that energy efficiency and combine it with things like security. Uh, and it's the most energy efficient tier four data center in the UK as a result of that. So the, the uniqueness of a design has cut costs, had a env- good environmental impact, and is sort of tier four secure compliant as well. And that, that's that's a fairly unique design. That's a great stat. Yep. That's yep. a great it, thing to shout about. There are very few tier four data centers in the UK. Yeah. There aren't any as energy efficient as ours. Fantastic. Well, that's a great stat. So brings me on to my next subject. Obviously, throughout all the podcasts we talk about and when we're, we're here, people talk about on-prem or data center and things. And people talk about hybrid um, working with where hybrid uh, application where you're going to have some activity on-prem and obviously in data centers. You can't tell me that businesses in general are going to be as efficient running on-prem facilities as you got. I mean, you've just made that big statement. Yep. Um, is that going to be a real big issue for businesses moving forward? Because obviously society, as you're the benchmark, so let's just say you're the benchmark, and then they say, well, where's your data center? How efficient is that? Well, it's not as efficient as what these people are doing. Is that going to be more and more of a, an issue for companies and organizations? I think it's going to be, yes, it is going to be more of, a, more of an issue. And companies need to, to look at themselves, but probably also look at their supply chain. When people are making decisions around whether they work with a particular um, supplier of cloud services or maybe mm. a particular hardware supplier if they're, if, they're u- if they're using on-prem or if they use other hardware and if they're in manufacturing we need to you know to to really look after environment we can't just look at, at ourselves mm. we need to look at our supply chain and the third parties that we work with to make sure that they have similar values to us mm. and that they're thinking on a similar way and and you you sort of create a a snowball effect here that, that we're all conscious of the decisions that we make and we want to work with, with the people that we uh, have similar values to us. Yeah, interesting. So has that forged a closer relationship from your perspective? Has that, has that brought you closer to manufacturers of hardware or are you more aware of what they're doing to actually reduce power consumption and how hardware is, is consuming power? Um, so what we try to do is make sure that um, the it, it's part. You know, we have a sort of procurement team that work on these topics, and, and like I said, there's sort of certain criteria that they need to meet, uh, and that they do meet. You, you know, we've stumbled on an area where I think the IT industry in general mm. needs to become a lot better at it. I think we are not only are we very conscious around who we choose to provide our hardware, we're very conscious of the way we dispose of it as well. And we're of sort course. of very, very sort of, we're worried about the security implications, but also the environmental implications and making sure that that, that is recycled. Um, but I think there is an opportunity here for our industry around mm. not only to sort of the way um, our hardware is manufactured, but also how efficient it is. Mm. There, there are sort of opportunities for some significant gains mm. here mm. that the way that we run applications and the way that we we manage hardware can be a lot more environmentally beneficial than the way that we currently do it. We, you know, a, a server 
it, it's it, it's smaller than it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we haven't really fundamentally changed the design of a server mm. in, in recent years, in any case. And there are opportunities for improvement there. So, are you going to see those servers rotated more now? So, i.e., if more efficient ones are coming on, and and it's the responsibility of the manufacturers, the hardware manufacturers, to say, look, we've cut, and these servers here are more thirty percent more efficient than the ones you've got. Do you see that data centers businesses like yours are going to rotate hardware uh, faster? Yeah, I, I, you know, we will try to move to a more sort of um, on demand, so so we don't have. Un, it, we're working to to our utilization better, yeah. so that we don't have spare hardware. Mm. But I think the other s- side of it, from an industry perspective, is that we need to make sure that we we're working with applications that work on on in a in a more serverless environment, and therefore mm. we're getting more microservices out of a, a sort of single bit of hardware as opposed to everybody having a, a dedicated slice of hardware or a dedicated slice of iron. We need to make sure that um, our applications that we're all working with as a, as a, as a, as a environment, as a society, work in those types of environments. And so that there's, there's less iron or less tin being created, yeah, sure. but also we, we, we manage that on a more efficient basis then. Yeah, really interesting. And we, we spoke on a previous podcast, didn't we, about, about observability and how important that is. Um, and looking at containerization and the efficiency of that and usage, I guess that's going to be even more of a hot topic based around all of this as well. Yeah, and, and but even in this topic, you know, once a week, I will look at our energy consumption okay. and, and, and how compliant we are for, you know, how efficient is our data center? Are we really, you know, let's hold our own feet to the fire on this. Yeah, yeah. And, and if we're not as efficient as we say we are let's let's do something about it um you know we we've managed our sort of previous data center for almost uh 20 years now or in excess of 20 years and at various times we've we've done things to make it as efficient as possible and we use a sort of uh you're going to ask me what this abbreviation means and i'm going to struggle but it's pue and we sort of we look at how energy efficient each of our data center of its environments are, and I can sort of safely say that our, our new environment is a lot more efficient than our old environment, but it's something that we monitor on a regular basis. We can monitor it real time. I can sort of uh, have a quick chat with our data center manager, okay, what's our current PUE mark? And we're, we're, we're sort of able to sort of uh, uh, at any point in time understand how efficient we are. Yeah, interesting. So there's reports saying out there that IT consumption will equate to more CO2 in the environment than over time with, than the airline industry. So obviously, again, that's going to be a big magnification of what's going on. What's the forums? You know, When are you as an industry all getting together? Do you all get together as an industry and debate just these topics? Yes, it's a big topic. And some of that is sort of brought on by, by regulation. Yep. You know, in, in the EU, there's... Uh, is that a, getting tougher? It, I don't know if it's getting tougher. I think regulators are probably still in catch-up mode, for whatever okay, yeah, expression, yeah, yeah. and therefore, as an industry, it's more we're, we're sort of managing this and, and, and we're, we're leading this. Mm. Um, and we're leading it because that's the way we think it should be and that's what we think we should do. But also, to a certain extent, our clients and our customers are demanding that of us as, as well. And I do think that, that regulators are probably a little bit slower in this area and don't necessarily fully understand the technology. You know, it's, it, 
to be fair, it's a rapidly changing and mm. advancing environment, and sometimes it's very difficult to keep up to speed with it. Mm. So one might say, if it doesn't exist already, to have a forum of leading providers who are almost like, a, like I guess, a pressure group sort of talking to the policymakers to say, yeah. look, this is where we think this should be going. Because you want to take the heat off of you. You don't want to have the people thinking you're a bad industry in relation to the environment. So obviously leading with that, I would imagine, over time will be quite an important thing. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it will. And, and uh, you know, we work in different spaces. I, I sort of touched on uh, you. we work in the EU a lot, and there's this uh, uh, a forum guy expert. They, they look at environmental topics, but they also look at security topics and a, and a framework for sort of making sure that um, uh, our clients have uh, can, a, can go from one cloud environment to another cloud environment mm-hmm. and sort of interoperability so that peop- uh, end clients and end customers can, can have freedom of, uh, of choice. So that framework is developing. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it's just uh, probably slightly behind the technology at this stage. Yeah, well, you look at the future state of this, don't you? And we were talking, when we funny enough about a subject before this podcast, if we all came back in 100 years or 150 years, what would this look like? And we've seen some crazy stuff where people have put data centres at the bottom of the ocean um, or people might start putting them into the North Pole and things like that. Um, what's the future state? Where's this all going to go, Simon? Where do you see it? So uh, I think there is a certain amount of benefit of storing of locating your data center in a cool environment you know it, it it's it's less costly less environmental impact if your data center is in uh finland compared to spain or or, or southern europe that, that 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 makes sense um but i think really a, a lot of the, the we're already on that transition you know uh, our company and lots of others are, are thinking about their data center. They're thinking about the type of energy it consumes, and we're looking to make sure it's, it's energy efficient. We're not there yet, but, but mm-hmm. the, you know that, that's there's a clear pathway there. I think what we need to do is understand how we can get the hardware to be more efficient, but also the applications on top of it to yeah. make sure that they're not using too much processor power and things like that. And there's some advancements that we need to do. We're not really looking at software providers yet and, and mm. understanding how energy efficient is the yeah. software that you're running. And there's probably some advancements that we need to make there. And I think the other thing is that I touched on, if we run a data center, as we do, Let's look for opportunities to reuse that heat Definitely. that all those servers have generated, and how can we use that in in the local community or put that to better use? Uh, you know, it might be that we're able to sort of heat community facilities or housing estates, schools, or, yeah, or, or a factory, and, yeah. and we should look at those opportunities a bit harder. Fascinating subject. Well, Simon, it's been really good talking to you about this today, and obviously, from a fastos perspective and fastos proactive perspective, you're certainly going in the right direction. It's been an absolutely privileged. Thank you very much. Um, so next time, uh, we've got Terry Herkham joining us, who's the head of systems engineering at Fastos Proactive, and he's going to talk about all the technologies uh, you should consider when migrating to the cloud. So catch us next time. It's been a great, it's been a great session. Simon, thank you so much again. Thank you. And we'll see you again very soon. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcast or visit proactive.fasthost.co.uk for more info. See you next time.